What's going on, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. I have a fantastic guest today. His name is Chris. He has a, uh, a very interesting product that I actually built a website for. And before that, he actually had an incredible uh, baseball card collection, too. So, hey, Chris, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. How are you, Tanner? Doing very well, and I know uh, we've been—we've uh, at least known of each other for a number of years now. Uh, I remember you were on the—I uh, believe the first time I saw your collection was on the Beckett message boards. Does that sound about right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. So what I remember, and I, I talked on my podcast a few nights ago about your collection uh, and you know about your product. So it was kind of kind of fun as a little bit of a of an intro, but, um, so if you wouldn't mind, tell us about your collection that you had and why you got started and everything around it. Oh man, I've been a card collector for quite some time and I lost all of my card collection, uh, due to unforeseen circumstances. And back in 2012 ish, 2013, I started a new collection where I started marrying up high-end baseball cards with their McFarlane figures, and I kind of gave it a little play-on name, called it the McCardlane Collection. And every time I would get a specific card I, that was tailored to the McFarlane action figure, I would actually seek out that specific uniform. The player had to have that specific uniform on the card. Everything almost had to be completely married up and coherent just to give it that really aesthetic look of a, a premium prize collection. Okay. I, I actually didn't even notice that the uh, jerseys and everything matched up. That's really cool. I, I remember uh, uh, seeing the pictures of your setup uh, years ago, and, and I think it got my wheels to turn in in my head as far as what I wanted to do in the future with my collection as well as other people too. Um, how, how did you get that idea? Did it just kind of uh, pop into your head one day, or what happened? Uh, the funny thing is I've never even really been a sports fanatic, much less even devoted my time to sitting and watching a full sports game or keeping up with any of the players. I just knew of the famous players because of the hype and, and things of that nature, but I've always been in that entrepreneur mindset. If you see something, go out and get it. and put it together and make it happen. Okay. Interesting. So you didn't really have like a, you, you weren't somebody that grew up uh, loving Reggie Jackson, for instance, and it started there or anything like that. It was literally just, Hey, this might be a cool idea to have cards and pair them with the, uh, with the figurines. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So when I first started out, um, when I actually wrote to Beckett for the super collector issue, I only had about 50 pieces in my collection. I was still fresh and young in, in my collection. And they liked the concept. They put me in the magazine. And from there, I just started growing my collection. And it, it just amassed into all these figures and cars that were completely on an entire wall in my home. Wow. So how many pieces, uh, when all of a sudden, then did you actually have? Probably about 200 specific pieces. Wow. It was it was nice. Now, is there a place where uh, our listeners can go online and see uh, the collection that you had, or is, is that kind of a, an obscure long link? Actually, I've gotten a lot of emails requesting that I repost it because I did have it posted on there 
but after I sold off my collection, all the, I took all the pictures down. I thought about making like its own, you know, social media account for Instagram to where people could view it. Um, I still have all the pictures and look absolutely amazing. Um, but that's just something I haven't worked on yet because I've been chasing my other dreams. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, that's actually a great segue for the next part, but I do want to ask you before we get there, um, what are some of the, some of the favorite pieces that you had in your collection? Oh, the, definitely the one where I had the Babe Ruth quad Jersey card that spelled his name out, Babe Ruth. And they were both graded, uh, by Beckett, uh, nine mint condition. And when those are put in front of the Babe Ruth figures, they just really pop. But as far as my absolute cards that I have, that I still have, I did not tell are the ones that you actually made me. So to all the listeners, he is the greatest custom card maker in the world. And these four cards are the only ones that I kept when I sold my collection. And it's uh, a Roger Maris quad game use autograph it's certified by beckett uh it's the mickey mantle uh quad game used autograph it's certified by beckett i got the uh jackie robinson um with pieces of his dual memorabilia and his autograph and ted williams with a custom or with a patch and his autograph from one of his checks and they're all or certified encapsulated beautiful pieces yeah well you know hey i i appreciate you uh saying those kind words i uh man i i loved working on those 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 came out so nicely and i remember when you uh showed me some pictures of them after they were encapsulated by beckett and i go oh man it just kind of completed it for me and i think the uh the thing that was most uh, exciting for me to see was actually when you uh, put them up uh, next to the statues and, uh, you know, just kind of completed it. And so, so where are those sitting right now? Um, actually, they're sitting in my office. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, I appreciate the, uh, the shout out on those for sure. Um, so, and, and now I think I would like to actually kind of turn a corner here. Um, because you mentioned something that's kind of interesting that you sold this fantastic collection. Um, and we'll, we'll get to the, to the why as well. Uh, but I want to hear if you don't mind, like, where were you when you decided to do this? I mean, cause there's gotta be, you said something about, you know, the entrepreneur in you, uh, it caused you to go after this collection. So what did the entrepreneur in you, uh, uh, cause you to do to actually, uh, you know, what, what thoughts came into your mind where you're like, you know, I really want to get rid of these to go to this other thing. Like, just tell us everything, what was going on in your head at the time. Um, wow. Deep and true story. Uh, so my wife, she had cervical cancer. I won't go into a whole lot of detail, mm. but, um, after the procedure, she was cancer survivor. She, um, but after her procedure, uh, we were informed that she may never be able to bear or, or carry children. So um, kind of escape from that. We went to a movie um, and we were sitting there. It was almost completely empty. It was just maybe us and probably about 10 other people. 
but um, I have my arm around her, and I'm holding the popcorn bucket. Her drink is on the side of her. My drink is on the side of me. And I look down, and there's this empty cup holder. And so for about 30 minutes in the movie, I'm holding her in the popcorn bucket, and my arm gets tired. I go to get some popcorn, and it's almost all gone. She's sitting there eating all the popcorn while I got my arm around her, and I'm holding <laughs> the popcorn. And I look down at this empty cup holder, and I thought, if there was only a way, that I could just sit this there, I could eat the popcorn and put my arm around my wife and we could watch the movie and enjoy it together, that that would be awesome. And so then it clicked. Wait a minute, why hasn't anybody done this? Why hasn't anybody made a popcorn bucket that fits into a cup holder so you don't have to hold it for two hours during the movie or put it on the floor to kick over and make a mess? Wow. And so I took, yeah, I took home our, our empty soda cup, our, our empty popcorn bucket, made a prototype, I Google searched every which way possible. Uh, popcorn bucket fits in cup holder, cup holder, popcorn bucket, nothing was coming up. So the next day I took my prototype down to a patent lawyer's office and they did a quick search of nothing was coming up. And he said, I think you got something here, kid. So then uh, he gave me a price for the patent and then I reached out to um, manufacturers that could hopefully be interested in starting this journey with me. Keeping in mind, all my money was wrapped up in this awesome sports card collection. I was working at the time, but something's got to go. Something's got to give. And that's when I decided, okay, the collection is now going to fund my new bucket business venture. Wow, what a story. Okay, you see, and that's why I'm so glad that I had you on the show here. I had no idea about the, the depth of the story. Uh, that's uh, that's just incredible. Uh, well, let me ask you this. I, I think people are going to be wondering as well. Do you remember what movie you and your wife were watching? Uh, I still have the ticket sub, and it was The Expendables 3. The Expendables 3. How was it? Did you like it? <laughs> It, it was, it was, you know, the third in the installment. Um, she went for me, greatest woman in the world. <laughs> but even here's the other question. Uh, here, here's, here's a question that listeners may want to know. Um, so it, since we weren't told that we could have a baby, I figured this would be like my new baby, the bucket business, you know, and I can mold and develop it and help it grow and, and, and um, so take the bucket out of the equation for just a quick second. Um, we actually went through IVF. She carried our baby successfully full term. She had to have a, a C-section plan. Um, and then now fast forward to almost two years later, we have a, a healthy son that we were told that we couldn't have. So, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love that. Right. So it's definitely, you know, uh, uh, like one of those stories that you just don't hear behind the scenes, man. Well, yeah. Thank you for telling the rest of the story. That's uh man. I don't know. I'm sure everybody else listening, uh, wherever they do listen, they'll, they'll have a big smile on their face. Like I do. That's uh that's incredible. I mean, my gosh, I mean, how funny <laughs> that, life changes so drastically over, you know, just a, a mere few years, right? 
Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, even the odds were stacked against us with the IBF because um, they, without getting too gross and into too much detail, but the, the doctors, they were able to harvest 36 eggs from her. Um, all of them died except for our last egg, and that is our son today. He was the only one that survived. Wow. What a neat story. Throughout the whole IBF so it was like miracles just waiting to happen for us oh my goodness that's that's awesome i love it <laughs> well yeah thank, thank you thank you. yeah well thank you for uh, trusting us with the with the story that's uh that that's incredible um and so so now we have uh you know and now you kind of have <laughs> two kids almost not really but you've got a you know you've got this uh, popcorn bucket so uh this almost sounds like something that can be uh like straight off shark tank or something uh have you ever you know tried to get on the show or anything or because or, it sounds like it needs to be on the show actually i've tried three times last year i've also uh tried to get on elevator pitch uh with the entrepreneur uh social media uh moguls and um i I didn't make it. Um, I'm thinking maybe because I didn't have sales or I didn't ask for any capital. So the basis of the show is you ask for money and you partner up. And But my, my whole take is why am I going to ask you to pay into my business when you already have the resources I need? Let's partner up and we can just sell the popcorn buckets to movie theaters, sports stadiums, and places like that. So... But I definitely tried for Shark Tank three times and the elevator pitch. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, if you keep trying, you, you gosh, this has got to get on there because it's uh, it's one of those, like, like, genius things. It's like, why didn't I think of that? That's kind of what I keep thinking is, like, a, well, you know, it's just a, it, it's a popcorn bucket that fits in a cup holder, like, it sounds amazing, but almost it also sounds like a simple thing as well, which I think is probably why after you thought of it, you're like, I got to Google this thing and see if it's out there. You know, um, it's a, it's pretty incredible. Well, the, thank you. The, uh, the thing about with those keywords I mentioned earlier about on Google, those didn't exist until I started this, my bucket venture. And now when you Google those keywords, first things you start seeing are my buckets or my logo or the patents or, so it, it's pretty cool. I feel like I kind of created a keyword search on Google. Oh, that's, that's the great way to, that's a great way to go for sure. If you're the, if you're the creator and the, and the holder of all of them for sure. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and so one of the things I also noticed, cause I, you, you contacted me after you found out that I do websites for a living, um, probably about a yeah. month or two ago. Um, and so, so we will, we built it for you. One of the things I thought was really interesting also is you can also, uh, brand, uh, your popcorn buckets, which I thought was just amazing, you know, an amazing opportunity for uh, your target audience. So how does that work? Is that like a cost? It's got to be a cost addition, you know, to, to the regular bucket, I'd imagine. Uh, so uh, the thing about the patents, let me explain that real quick, and then I can lead up to the answer of your question. But having the specific patents that I hold uh, on the bucket, it's, it, it's like I own the shape of the bucket. So it's like being able to say I own the shape of the circle or the triangle. Well, in my case, I own the shape of a popcorn bucket that fits into a cup holder. 
So I can have these made in plastic versions. I can have these made in tin souvenir versions. Um, even the wax-coated paperboard like movie theaters are currently using today. My goal is to just basically swap their standard version with my version that fits in a cup holder. So as far as printing on them, we can print any design you want, Star Wars, Avengers, anything popular, as long as we have the correct licensing, which would be nice for any movie theater or studio. If you're out there listening, reach out to us. You want your next movie on our buckets, we can do that. The setup fee is only like 300 bucks, which is nothing. Really, just 300 bucks for the setup of the of the graphics? Right, exactly. Oh, nice. Very nice. Look, I, I don't, you know, I don't know anything about the the theater uh, business or anything. I mean, look, and hey, I love, I love me some movies. I love going to the movies for sure. Um, but uh, that, uh, I, I would have expected it to be more expensive, um, you know, for sure. But yeah, so, and I think we've got some great material here and uh, I think you've uh, described perfectly what you do. Um, so let's, uh, let's wrap up with this. Is, first of all, is there anything else that you want everybody to know about this here? Uh, ask your local movie theaters and sports stadium to start using hands-free popcorn buckets so that way they're hands-free, easier to share, less mess. The seeds actually fall to the bottom because when there's a hole between the base and the bucket. So when you shake it, the seeds trickle to the bottom, separating from your popcorn. Oh, man, that's that's perfect. This one thing that I hate the most about popcorn is you get a handful of popcorn in your mouth and then you have like the kernels. <laughs> You almost break your teeth on him, so that's that's pretty perfect there. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, that that was um, that's definitely something that's multifunctional having having the hole between the base and the bucket because that also makes them interstackable for shipping purposes. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So, uh, you know, last but not least here, I guess. Um, do you have any plans to rebuild a collection? Like, let's say five, ten years from now. This thing takes off like crazy. Um, do, do you have any plans to build up the baseball card collection again? If I did, I would only do custom. Reason being is because I suck at pack pulling. I've never pulled a decent card in my life. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so I, I've, I've never been like a box buster. or a, I mean, I've done them here and there, and I've learned my lessons, right? But I, I figured if I want to have a, a good collection, then why not just go after the specific pieces that I really want? Um, make it investable and make it, you know, profitable if I ever needed to part with it. Um, but if I did, I would totally make it all customs. I would buy individual autographs already certified, just like uh, we did when I had you build build my previous score. I, I would buy the, the, the certified autograph, the game use pieces from the regular card, and I would have you make my own card because I've seen your work. I hope everybody else has too as far as listeners go because, you, like I've, I've mentioned before, the, the fact that you haven't been hired by a card company to do cards for them is a disservice to the card collecting hobby. I I appreciate that. I, I, I really do. I uh, I know exactly what you're talking about is how, as far as uh, having a difficult time pulling good cards from packs. That's why I never open packs either. But um, uh, the fun thing is, is just it's it's fun for me to hear stories of people that either had a collection and gave it up to do something huge or 
are planning on doing something huge with their collection down the road. So I think this uh, story was perfect. Um, and for everybody else out there listening, um, if you want to go and check out his product, go to the website that I built. It is www.handsfreepopcornbucket.com. And if you want to just shoot Chris a quick email, if you have any questions, it's info at handsfreepopcornbucket.com. Uh, um, so uh, Chris, any other final comments? Um, you can see all the uh, updates and cool pics and videos that I've already worked on and created as far as like content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I got a new Facebook account, so you can also see there as well for for the uh, progress on this way that's going to change the way people eat popcorn at the movie. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on to the show and uh, sharing with us your uh, story, which incredible story, by the way. I just love it. Um, but uh, And everybody else out there listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a great day.